Today, there is a lot of conversation about equity and equality, and I will tell you that really this conversation is fascinating because while everybody is speaking about equality and equity, very few people agree on the very basic definition of the term because even ancient philosophers like Greek philosophers were saying that there are millions of ways of measuring equality or equity. In other words, if we are doing exactly identical work and we are putting exactly identical amount of hours and we are sitting in exactly identical offices and have exactly identical resources, it still doesn't mean that we are producing equal results. So that's why the question is, how do you measure work? Do you measure it by outcomes or do you measure it by effort which is being put into it? Or do you measure it by hours when we are talking about people being treated equally? Well, if we would have two people in exactly the same situation, then we can measure whether they're being treated equally. But if we live in the real world and people have very different situations, as every lawyer knows, no two cases are the same. And as every doctor knows, no two patients are the same. So how do we measure equality? It becomes very, very tricky. Plus, equality can be measured on three different levels. First of all, this is equality can be measured by how I treat people. I should treat people equally. Equality could be measured by the result of my treatment of people. Or equality could be measured by the starting point of every single person. Which means that if I have two people in front of me, I could be treating them equally. But one of them will be able to take greater advantage of what I'm providing them with than, the, than another person. Or maybe one person has a higher starting point and that's why he will be ahead of another person even though I am treating them equally. And if, if I want to judge equality by the outcome, then I have to treat people differently because everybody has a different starting point, which means that these three parameters of equality, a person's starting point number one, equality of how a person is being treated is another way of looking at equality. And a third way of looking at equality is equality of outcome. These three are mutually exclusive because if I treat people equally, they will inevitably have different results because their starting point is different. If their starting point is exactly the same, they will have different results. Why? Because they have different capabilities, different talents. So in other words, the, the idea of equality is very complex. So some equality parameters are very good and we need to strive for this type of equality. Some types of equality are actually very bad. And in the Torah portion of Korah, the Torah is telling us about the first person known to us, at least in the world's history, who was fighting for equality. And he was doing it in a bad way. And this was Korah. He was from the tribe of Levi. You know, there are 12 tribes. One of them, Levi, has a special mission to teach the Torah and assist services in the temple. And then there is a part of the tribe of Levi that is called Kohen, and they are dedicated to actual services in the temple. So there are three types of Jews, regular simple Jews, like myself, number one, Levi, number two, 
and Cohen number three. So Korach was Levi. He was from this middle category. And he came to Moshe Rabbeinu to Moses with a complaint. How come there are Kohanim, Kohens, who are above me? And his complaint was even amplified by the fact that who was the chief Kohen, Kohen Gadol, the high priest? Moses' brother, Aaron. says, that's nepotism. So now the question is, what was he trying to achieve? He was trying to achieve equality of people's actions, equality of people's work, equality of what people do. Now, I've got news for you. If we want everybody to be doing exactly the same, then if we, if we want everybody to be doing the same work and we believe that they will be equally capable of doing the same work, that means we don't believe in a person's uniqueness. That means we don't believe in individualism. In our recent history, an ideology that believed in equality in this way was communism. A famous phrase of Stalin was, no one is irreplaceable. Every single person can be replaced with another person. That's why he didn't, he didn't care to kill so many people because he said, hey, it's not about this guy or this woman. It's numbers. Do I have enough numbers to fill the jobs? I do. So I can kill people. There's no individuality there. That's what he believed. So in the Soviet Union, the famous phrase was, Everything has to be looking exactly the same, even if it's ugly. Just in Russian, it rhymes. So the whole country in the USSR was wearing the same shoes. They were maybe a couple different forms of girls' shoes, a couple different types of boys' shoes. Mass production, because everybody was the same. Everybody was equal. There was a famous Russian comedy about this guy from Moscow who gets drunk and by mistake ends up being in Leningrad and he walks into someone else's apartment because it is in exactly the same building with exactly the same colors and exactly the same layout of an apartment and his keys open the other guy's door and he just walks into someone else's apartment. He's drunk and he just collapses there and uh, that was the whole comedy. It was another lady's apartment and she comes in and, uh, and, um, and she sees him there. But... This comedy was, as we know, every joke has a little bit of joke in it because most of jokes have majority of truth in them. And this was funny because people know it's true because everything was exactly the same. Moscow and Leningrad had the same exact apartment building, the same apartments with same layout, same color walls. So everything was the same. So this is lack of individualism. The Torah believes that every single person is unique. This is why every single person has a unique role. And because people have unique roles, that's why they can be grouped in their uniqueness. For example, we, you know, some people are better doctors, some people are better lawyers, some people are better programmers, some people are, are better realtors. So it depends on my individualism. I end up being either doctor or lawyer or, or a programmer or a realtor. And now we have a group of lawyers, a group of doctors. So the same thing is with the Torah. The Torah believes that we are born with our unique capabilities and based on these capabilities we belong to this group or other group. And we also know that God doesn't create things for no reason. If God gave me specific talents and specific capabilities, whether these are spiritual talents or practical talents, God gave it to me for a reason. God gave them to me for a reason and God therefore has a mission for me that needs to be fulfilled with these talents. I have to use those capabilities 
to fulfill my unique mission. This is why in the Torah we have different categories of people, for example, Kohen, Levi, and Israel. That's why we have different mitzvahs for different groups of people, for example, for men and for women. We believe that every person is unique, and that's why they complain that I often hear, how come men have different mitzvahs than women? How come Kohen is different than a regular Jew? How come this and how come that? All these complaints ending up being meaningless because we are not meant to have same missions in life. And we are not meant to have same talents, same capabilities. You will hear then people saying, yeah, but if I am becoming a lawyer, I choose to become a lawyer. If I am becoming a doctor, I choose to become a doctor. But with a coin living in Israel, I was born this way. I was born into a coin family. That's why I'm a coin. It's not my choice. That's not fair, people say. So what is the answer for this? I've got news for you. You were born with your talent and your unique capabilities because of which you are able to become a lawyer or you are able to, to become a doctor or a programmer. You did not choose your talents. We are always limited by the conditions of our birth. What about the circumstances or the time or the country that I'm living in? So many times I see people who are very talented in some area, but throughout their lives they were not able to express their talents because of the conditions they were living in. What do you think? In Central Africa there is no people who are musically talented? I'm sure they are, but, they, but these people never saw a musical instrument in their lives. That's why they never even found out that they have these talents. So I'm sure there are people who were living in the USSR and they had tremendous business acumen. They would be great businessmen, but private business was prohibited in the USSR. That's why they were not able to utilize their talents. So our society, our place of birth, the time that we are living in are always putting limits on us. It's not our choice. None of these things are our choices. And our unique talents are also not our choices. My capabilities, whether I am better at certain type of work or different type of work, whether I'm musical or I'm not, whether I'm analytical or I'm not, whether I'm a detailed thought through person or I'm not, all these things are pretty much given to me by my birth. Obviously, I can work on these things and develop them, but, you know, if somebody can tell me that they can make me into an opera singer, I'll be very surprised. So now we understand that Korach and his rebellion were aimed at the wrong type of equality. What is the right type of equality? The right type of equality is that the Torah is telling us that I have my unique capabilities and you have your unique capabilities and everybody is an individual, but in spite of other person's capabilities, in spite of his talents or lack thereof, I'm supposed to be treating everybody with respect. And the Torah is saying that the law and application of the law have to be equal for everyone. The Torah says we are not allowed to favor somebody who is more righteous or less righteous. We are not allowed to favor a rich person or a poor person. A judge is not allowed to say, well, this guy is in a very tough life situation right now and uh, he is going through a lot. That's why I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get him off the hook for the crime that he made. The application of law is supposed to be equal. That's the equality that the, the Torah believes in. And by the way, the Torah was given to us three and a half thousand years ago. And back then it said that the same law should be for you 
and for a foreigner who comes to you. No society in the world had the same law for citizens and non-citizens. In Rome, all of the legal protections were only offered to citizens. And if you are a non-citizen, God, uh, God should have mercy on you. The Torah was the first law that was given on the basis of equality. And Torah believes in this equality very, very strongly. So let's fight for equality, but the right kind of equality, not the communist type of equality, not Korach's types of equality.